this is not part of our children's book. No, we are not including this in the children's book. And welcome to another Hey, I've Got an Idea show that there is my brother Mason, the child book author Williams. And that over there is my brother Luke, the child book reader Williams. And uh, let me tell you, I have been doing that thing. I... Uh, I'm just going to dive right into it. This is an adventure podcast. We're going to make something right here before your very ears. And I'm very excited to invent a children's book with you, Mason. And also, it will be interactive. It is not just going to stay put. It's going to do a dance or something. Well, uh, Okay, okay. Now, one thing that I do want to get into here, because interactive, a lot of people assume that means that it's digital. It's on a tablet. No. This is a book you can interact with in the sense that it has like little pop-ups or it's got like a little fuzzy dog bit that you can pet or it's got a squeaky bit in in one of it. Like that's the kind of interactive kids book we're talking about. This is strictly analog. I do not want to do like some flash bullshit for kids on their tablets. Kids have enough on their tablets. I want something for like the one-year-old crowd that's not ready for YouTube yet. So, um, let me tell you some things. Hit me. Because, uh, I have, I have had this, uh, well, sort of nephew in a sense. <laughs> nephew in a sense. He's a theoretical nephew. Well, it's... Uh, Schrodinger's nephew. I don't have a blood relation to this nephew because I have not married, uh, my girlfriend. I have not married the nephew. No, of course not. I have not married the girlfriend that would make it a blood relative, but I'm just... But you could make him like a blood brother. God, work with me here. Okay. I am am still called Uncle Luke, so it's like pretty much set. So anyway, um, point is, I am interacting with a toddler for several hours on a pretty much weekly basis right now. And I quite enjoy it because he is amazing he is super smart he is super fun and just generally speaking i want to comment on one of my favorite new things about play he does like to read a bunch and i will talk about the books but just something i've discovered about play with this okay. with this kid is because you know they they want to just come up with their own shit and uh like play whatever game they they've crafted out of, of whatever is around their surroundings i've learned that being a very responsive facilitator of play uh-huh. is pretty much you know acknowledging whatever the thing is that they want to do and doing it within reason uh but also asking a lot of questions in the sense that it's like it's almost like an improv exercise right right so if there's an opportunity to direct the narrative of whatever the game is or whatever the play is that you should always take it. So, like, for example, um, <laughs> if, uh, if, there's a, if there's a school bus toy 
I'll be like, well, where's the school bus going? And, you know, it'll say school. I'll be like, okay, well, I, I'm going to follow with the green car. Where's the green car going to go? And he'll say the green car is either going there or he'll say he's going to school too. And I'll be like, oh, okay, is it dropping off kids? You know, like it's always, it's always questions. Um, and I have to say my uh-huh. favorite thing is the not only the unpredictability of the child's mind, uh, but also when he just, without much cause, will just shit on something. Like, we'll absolutely... I hope not literally. Not literally. Uh, but we'll just absolutely shut down something that's perfect, perfectly reasonable. Like, uh, and you have to follow through with that, right? He's like, okay. Right. Uh, he's like, he's gonna, you know, you take a car and you'll be like, he's gonna go on the racetrack. And I'll be like, oh, okay, I've got a race car. Does he go on the racetrack? And he goes, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, but, but why? <laughs> Like no, he's the race car. He goes to the the palindrome factory. He doesn't go on the racetrack. Fuck that noise. The racetrack is for green cars and school buses. Well, well, you know, it'd be like, well, where does what does the race car do? And he goes, he watches. <laughs> okay, so race car in the sense that this is a car that appreciates races. <laughs> yeah, like anything that just goes way off of a script of what is logical is like. Oh, it's so good, man. It is so good. Well, I mean, you see somebody wearing a sports jersey, you don't assume they're a football player, right? You assume that's a fan. Same thing in vehicle form. You see this car, it's modded out to look like a race car. Don't assume it's a race car. That's just the equivalent of wearing a jersey, man. Yeah, it's just you're cosplaying your favorite athlete. Absolutely. Okay, so we gotta make a book. Um, Yes, we gotta make a book. Okay, I can can write this thing. I got the... uh, what I need... In front of me to type this up. Um, okay, so we want simple language, simple sentence structures, not a whole lot of clauses, not a whole lot of fucking adverbs. Actually, actually, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to like hug the mic on this one for a little bit, but I have read I have read children's stories to a child this week, so okay. it's very fresh in my mind. Let me tell you about why Goodnight Moon is a decent children's book. Oh, I thought you were going to trash talk a beloved classic. Yeah, okay, so uh, so Goodnight Moon is good. Hot take. Hit me. I know. Uh, part of it is the fact that the rhymes work, and this toddler is particularly, like, I don't think he understands what rhymes are, but understands uh-huh. that, like, it's playful to hear. Sure. If that makes sense. Like, he understands that something happened with one word and then the other word and then matching. But yeah, can't form a rhyme himself, kind of thing. Um, no, rhymes are funky fresh, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> and okay, so I'm just putting in the Cole's notes here, or not the Cole's notes in the summary notes before the actual writing. Uh, rhymes exclamation mark. Um, okay, but okay. Uh, here's here's the thing. Um, Okay, so why Goodnight Moon is is good? Yes, there are rhymes. Yes, there's mm-hmm. some some fun things like uh, the bowl of mush, right? Uh, but then there's also a couple of concepts in there, like uh, Goodnight No One is in there, what? and it's just uh, is uh, or nobody, one of the two, and it's just a blank page with that with those words, Goodnight No One. Like that was just thrown in there because they needed an extra line, 
And it's is like, that just like in, introducing the concept of zero? Like yeah. this is a, an element in the set is yeah. zero. Yeah, yeah. And then that's fucking rad. In an and the other thing that's really good about this book is that there's it's not like super duper busy. Each picture in each in each page, you know, the double page when you when you turn the page and you have two pages to look at, that picture will have like give or take eight things in it like eight objects ish to look at right so if you're going through it with the kid and the and the uh reader or the parent whoever is there then if the kid wants to like take a second with this page you can be like oh look at this thing over there look at that thing over there look there's a picture on the wall what do you think about that picture on the wall so uh, that's exactly right that is exactly the kind of thing that I was doing or that we were doing, but then there would be other things like, um, you know, the lamp at the bedside table, the lamp is there. It's mentioned in the story, but also towards the beginning, it's fully lit. And towards the end, it's going out and it changes the lighting in the room. And like things like, uh, there'll be, uh, two kittens. And obviously that rhymes with the mittens that are hanging up. Uh, but there'll be right. two kittens. Kittens and mittens do run. Two kittens that are playing. Then the two kittens get caught in the yarn that the the mom is, or sorry, the old lady uh, is uh, is knitting with. But then after the old lady leaves, the kittens like take the seat that the old lady was on, and it's mm-hmm. like okay, so there's like all these little small story elements that are happening that aren't actually addressed within the the main. So they're there in the pictures, and you got to put it together and see, okay, I see this, and and then that happened, but it's not actually addressed in the text, per se. And so as I'm reading all these other books, like, I don't know, I read, like, a synopsis of Bambi in five pages, and it's like, oh, cool, we addressed death twice, huh? I love this. (laughs) Uh, I love this children's book. Uh, But... Uh, and then there was, you know, there's other books that have like things like concepts of fear. And it's like, oh, we usually skip that page. And it's like, well, how was I supposed to know? Anyway, <laughs> um, the uh, there's all these other kinds of books that by comparison are so much shittier because I know how how well constructed Goodnight Moon was for these other elements. Right. Uh, it's I'm a classic s- for a reason. I'm seeing that it was in the right measure. That it wasn't too many things that were going on that it was too much to follow. It was the right amount from beginning to end. It was, you know, a 10-minute read tops when I'm trying to stretch it out. Right. And it's perfect. Just spot on. So I want to do something like that. Where you have a secret narrative going on in the background with the illustrations that is not addressed in the text per se. Mm -hmm. And last thing I'm going to bring to the table... Um, do you remember Grover's Places, I think it was? It's, no, Spots. That was it. Remember Grover's Grover Spots? Grover's Spots. Mm-hmm. How he had a bunch of spots. Like, this is uh, a nose resting spot. This is an elbow resting spot. And then... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you gotta touch, like, the parts of your body to the parts of the book. Right. And he's physically pulling these shapes out that are circles or ellipses or, or triangles or whatever. And he's holding mm-hmm. them up, and they're different colors. And he's holding them up from his chest as though they were physical like but it's a little bit conceptual too right yeah you're actually supposed to go through and put your body part that's that's you know called out. right that's the interactive element and that's the interactive element and that is not necessarily textual or pop-up 
or you know the shape of the book or whatever that's that's it is a call to action this is like grover could be a good youtuber in this sense okay so we don't even necessarily need like a squeaky bit or a cutout bit or a pet the fuzzy part bit we can just have it in the words and images stuff like okay now put the book on your head okay now turn it upside down because the next page is going to be upside down Something like that lines up pretty well with how uh, I believe this should work. Yes. Uh, I had this. <laughs> I had uh, uh, an idea of, you know, a children's book that you can only read once because it instructs you to destroy it as you read it. <laughs> yes. But, oh, God, that's good. <laughs> but uh, you got to oh. buy another copy now. You got to buy another one. That was a good book. Yeah, that was lots of fun. I enjoyed ripping the pages out and crumpling them up. That was great. Yeah, and like I ri- you crumple up this page and then on the next page, you got to make a hoop and then you get like dunk the ball through the hoop. <laughs> it's like, yeah, let's read it again. Seriously? Yeah, no, we, let's we read fucking it. can't. Oh, we killed God. it. God damn it and drives to the store. <laughs> it drives to the store buys, buys another again. copy of the book. Yeah. Yeah. So, what do you want to write about? Okay. Well, uh, contents of children's books can be very much, like, tailored to specific things. Like, I saw recently there was a a book being promoted, like, someone was talking about what a great children's book this was. Mm -hmm. And it was a book for developmentally disabled children, specifically for, for kids with learning disabilities. Okay. To help them with grieving and loss when a loved one dies. Good lord. I mean... That's that's pretty niche, right? On the one hand, it's like... I mean, somebody's got to do it, but also, does it yeah. have to be a book? Does it have to be a book? I mean... I suppose if reading is their favorite thing, but still, like, again, niche. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean let's let's be honest... There's a lot of parents that, like, that's tough, and I don't think we should just throw them out there without giving them a lifeline of some sort. And if this book helps one person, then, you know, yay. But at the same time, like, I don't want to write that. <laughs> I don't want to write that on our funny podcast. I'm just saying stuff can get real granular. Like, it's possible to re- be real specific. Although, you know what sucks is fucking political children's books. Like, I've seen children's books like, Why Mommy and Daddy Open Carry. And it's like, no. Uh, uh, Really? Yep, that's a book. I kind of want to read it. I mean... (laughs) (laughs) I love children's books, man. Like, they, I really love them. Yeah, children's uh, books are great, but let's let's not let's not do that. Like, regardless of your politics, left, center, right, wing, nut, I don't want to see a political children's book. I would prefer not to have that. Actually, yeah, and I mean, this is a this is going to be hard for me to articulate, but we are very uh, progressively minded, and we are. Uh, I am like we've sung the praises of steven universe more than once oh it's such a fucking good ca- uh, cartoon yeah yeah absolutely also a great cartoon for kids that are in the six seven eight year old range to start sure. with maybe uh 
I mean, children's books are aimed at toddlers. It's two to three, maybe four-year-olds. Uh, yeah. Until you start getting into stuff that is like longer sentences, longer form stories, etc. So I think the intent of this request is that it's for uh, young children because it's physical and interactive. Yeah, yeah. I'll put it this way. I want a book that does not work if you remove the illustrations. I want a book that would not be as much fun if it were just text. I I am I'm on board. I am uh I am going to agree to that term uh because that is also what I want to make. I could argue that we should like there's there's definitely it could be fun to make a uh older children's book and go ahead and request it out there in internet land if you are listening and you want to uh you want to hear us do this again but for a slightly older age bracket cool but i agree to visual element required visual visual and or textural or whatever okay uh so this this is a book for toddlers what do we want toddlers to focus in on like is this a book about going to sleep is this a book about leaving mommy and daddy alone when they're playing destiny is this <laughs> a book about not wandering into traffic like what do we want to tell kids to do i'm gonna go ahead and just aim for a pretty simple uh positive topic um being polite Saying please, thank you, sorry, etc. Please and thank you and I'm sorry. I love it. Magic words. Oh, do we want to really dial into the whole magic words thing? Oh, and just have them, like, when you say them, it, like, performs magic spells? Uh, well, on the one hand, yes, because I want to drive home that these are important. But on the other hand, I kind of don't want to drive home the expectation that if you say I'm sorry to someone, it's a magic spell that compels them to forgive you because that's kind of a bad expectation to set with kids. I mean, I don't know how I feel now because it's an actual apology is a complex concept, right? Like children will not actually understand the concept of an apology until they're six or seven or so at least. Because right. sorry is just a thing you're supposed to say if an oopsie happens and they might piece together sooner than later that it's because you ex- want to express regret. Yeah, but like as much as I want, like I love the idea of the magic word. What's the magic word? Please. Okay, there you go. Mm-hmm. Like that's a good thing. But at the same time, like, I don't want to set the expectation that when you say please, you always get what you want, that this is an incantation that compels someone to give you another slice of cake. Hmm. Actually, here's the thing. Like, these days, a lot of people think of please as a magic word. It is just a thing that you say. We forget that the reason it is please is it means... It's a short form for if it pleases you. Like yeah. you see, you see that in French. Like in French, uh, what you say for please s'il is vous plaît. s'il vous plaît, yeah. which is if it would please you. Yeah. So the term please is not like hey, do this now. You have to because I said the magic word. It's you can do this if it would make you happy. Your happiness is something I am taking into account. Wouldn't it be great if this thing that I want happened? 
I I would love trying to make that uh ex, you know accepted uh the short form accepted in its uh you know uh historical context. So like if you were to say uh, w- uh would you please pass the mashed potatoes? And then I respond with, it shall. <laughs> yes, it would please me to pass you the mashed potatoes. Yeah. I am, I am, oh, if it pleasures you, pass me the mashed potatoes. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, sure. Like, oh, oh. And then you just at orgasm under the table as you hand them over. You're, you're adding the mashed potatoes with one hand and like twi- tweaking a nipple with the other. <laughs> yeah, it's just, oh, oh, that's, yes. That's that good. is, this is not part of our children's book. No, Let's we are not including this in the children's book. Jesus magic, Christ. magic words, magic words. Um, hmm. Magic words. Thank you. Please. Sorry. Excuse me. Excuse me is also a good one. Like, do we want to have like the four? Yes. And then yes. yes. Can we do the four temperaments again? That has not steered us wrong yet. Uh, I like it. So we can have four characters in this book and they each have mastered one of the magic words, but then they teach their word to the other three. Fuck yeah. Okay, no. So I assume this is almost like the kid is getting visited by four spirits. Uh, Yeah, so we've got four little characters and maybe on their chests, we got one with a P, one with a T, one with an E, and one with an S. Pets. They could be his pets. Yes, I love it. I love it. And the and as as the story goes along, like the one that they need, that's the one that comes forward and says, "Hey, try my magic word. My magic word is please." You just say please, and then it will. You know, maybe this person will be more inclined when they see how polite you are to give you that slice of cake. And then they get the slice of cake, and then the person, and then the little pet that has the tea on it says, hey, you know, this is important. If you want to make sure they're they're still happy with you, you should use my magic word, which is thank you. Let them know how grateful you are that you got that cake. If it worked, they might say, you're welcome. That's the, like, receiving version. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, excuse me. That's if I you farted. <laughs> like the little kid farts, yeah, and then you gotta say excuse me. It's like, oh, if something happens involuntary, then you use the excuse me. But it's if something happens that is voluntary, but you still kind of <laughs> fucked up, then you gotta bust out the s, and the s is like you gotta say sorry, and maybe with each one, like show that it's not just a magic word, but also that you have to like have the appropriate meaning of it so like the sorry guy is like hey let's use my magic word and then help clean up this mess we made and the Mm -hmm. thank you is like hey let's say my thank you word and also remember that you know we'll also do something nice for them later in exchange Uh, i was just picturing like the interactive component still and it was like Mm -hmm. maybe the call to action is to try actually test these words out and you know you look to the kid and like they have to say it for you to continue etc um but then i was thinking (laughs) that in order for excuse me to trigger you know the kid would have to fart (laughs) so more than likely the kid is in your lap at the time and nah no here's something else i'm thinking 
I want to see how we're going to characterize these little uh, politeness pets. (gasps) Are they politeness pets? I think they're politeness pets. Okay, so previously with the four temperaments, you essentially had... Like, can you go through them with me again? You're really okay. Good with them. So you gotta have your your leader. Yeah. You gotta have your party <laughs> dude. I'm I'm looking at these and trying to try to pair them up. Is is excuse me the leader? Like excuse me, but follow follow my leadership. Uh, party dude, party dude is definitely sorry. Yeah. Sorry for party rocking. I'm just, I'm so, I'm sorry for party racking. Um, let's see. And we got to have our, well, okay. There's the four elements, right? There's the the fire, there's the air, there's the water, and there's the, the earth. Um, okay. So, okay. Okay. So let's start with fire, our passionate one, our Raphael. So they're passionate. They're saying, boom. Oh, I'm very excited and emotional. So what's the thing that I have to learn to say? I think that's please. Because okay. their passion is they're wanting something and also they're pleasing of the person, right? Yes. So uh that's fire. That's passion. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you. Which one's that? Okay, thank you. An awareness of gratitude, an awareness of implied debt and like a thank you for not you know <laughs> thank you for party <laughs> sorry i mean uh, we could i want to get like a dance number in here okay here's the thing thank you is always the thing that happens after right everything else is in the moment right but thank you you gotta remember and say thank you so that's our responsible one that's our adult one so you're thinking does machines? That's our does machines, exactly. Which is Earth? Earth, yes. And what's the like attribute again? Like uh, not passion but black bile. Okay. <laughs> I'm not putting passion for please fire and black bile for thank you, Earth. <laughs> well well no, passion is blood. That's their sanguine one. Okay. Please blood. Please, blood. Thank you, black bile. And then phlegm. What's our phlegm? <laughs> Can we? Okay. Passion. Passion was please and was fire. Yeah. Was was earth like steadfastness? Wisdom. What is it? I'm putting wisdom. Um, Moving on. Excuse yeah. me. Excuse me. Is that wind? Excuse me. I farted. Okay, well we've got we've got our two things. The thing is, excuse me is for when something happens that's involuntary, and sorry is for something that happens that's voluntary. I, I, I've already... It's when my body has failed me versus when I have failed you. Right. So sorry, I pissed myself. Uh, sorry is water. Excuse me, I farted. Excuse me is wind. Yes. Yeah, it's already it's already in the document. Don't worry. So, Magnificent. what 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 are the what's another descriptor of the of water and wind? Uh, well, wind is your airy, like more social kind of thing. Uh, that's your your one that's the most in touch with their emotions. 
Whereas the water is the chill, laid back, let's party one. That's our party dude. Leonardo doesn't always have to be the leader, right? Like, uh, I, I believe in the newest cartoon, Raphael is the leader. What? Okay. Yeah, no, they, sure, they, sure, they sure. fucked it around. Yeah. Okay, so, and then water is what? Sorry. Water Sorry, is your I dipsy. That's your dipsy. So just cool. Yeah. It's like, oh, sorry, man. All I right. fucked up, All right. but All right. we're going to be okay. You know what? Speaking of sorry, water is cool. I'm sorry, but we need to cool down our throats for a moment and go grab some water. I'm in favor of this. That is easily the best segue that will ever come out of this podcast. Tragically, yes. Let's go. Let's go. Okay, so this water cooler I'm just doing on this uh, uh, worst mic. Uh, I, sorry, this episode's late. I just want to get you the ding-dang thing, so I'm just going to do this real quick. My brother does webcomics uh, forward, forwardcomic.com, and he does the art for Roll to Save, the Roll to Save comic.com. We always look for your suggestions. Feel free to send us a suggestion at H-I-G-A-I show at gmail.com or tweet at H-I-G-A-I show. We only got a couple slots left in this season and we're moving on to season three pretty soon. So uh, now's your chance. Get get something in. I do some stuff too, but I'm going to talk about it a little bit less until I just have something for you because it, I've, I've been hearing a lot about how I'm probably not doing myself any favors by doing that. So let's just... Let's just wait until I got something. It'll be any one of these days. Any one of these days now. Lastly, we sometimes do ad swaps or advertisements. Advertisecast.com slash 2493. If you're interested in having a message right here, I have an ad that I'm doing for a podcast uh, right here. On the evening of February 5th, 1997, Richard Ederson was on his way home when he and an unknown motorist had a minor collision. Moments later, the unidentified male shot Richard once in the chest and quickly disappeared into the night. Addison crawled back to his vehicle and called 911, where he provided the make, model, and license plate of the fleeing vehicle. He also described his shooter as a white male, 6 feet tall, between 40 and 50 years old. Tragically, Richard Addison may not have known it at the time, but he was describing his killer. Join Lee Purchase and his buddy, Mr. Slim Turkey, in their exploration of this case to learn how and why the crime has gone unsolved for 21 years. Their goal is to bring attention back to the Addison case to reinvigorate a police investigation that, at times, has appeared muddled and secretive. Slim Turkey, The Unsolved Homicide of Richard Addison, available on iTunes or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Okay, so what kind of creatures are these? Okay, so what I've been picturing mm -hmm. is, like, think of a 70s-style kind of animation, like the, the sort of animation you would get at Sesame Street around that time, where it's just sort of, like, almost claymation-y, but, okay. you know, it's sort of blobby. Like, if you've ever seen, like, animation done around that time, I'm picturing, like, a little guy maybe like knee high and he's got like a sort of a, a long nose and he's just okay. like sort of a blobby person wa toddling around just like maybe. little flabby dudes little flabby dude yeah yeah all right like a womble okay and are these guys like 
are they like doing gymnastics off each other or are they just kind of uh i think i up? want them to be a little more gentle than that so they're not going to be like flipping around the place like they're going to knock over shit maybe they get a little excited and they do bump into like something and knock it over but not in a way that makes them seem like it would be scary to be around them okay how big are you picturing these as? i'm thinking like knee high huh that's kind of dick striking height i don't like th- i don't like that because because you know that all four of them would punch me in the dick and say their word please can i punch you in the dick please can i punch you in the dick thank, thank you. you for letting me punch you in the dick excuse like, i'm me. sorry i punched you in the dick so hard excuse oh excuse me. me i accidentally punched you in your dick yes so i mean i'm not keen on that part Okay, we do not need to be teaching kids about CBT. Like, that is not sure appropriate okay. for this age level. Right. They can learn about that when they're 18. Okay. Like the rest of us. These are the politeness pets. These are the politeness pets. This is about, like, do you get a slice of cake? Yeah. Um, I, Cake is not the best example. I want to do just, like... Get, like, an apple. Yeah. Apple or is some sounding juice. better. Oh, no, juice is good because you can spill it. Juice is good. Also, <laughs> another, like, getting in the in the children uh, mentality, ch- child psychology headspace. Uh, recently, a Facebook friend uh, thing that I saw, uh, someone had made bath bombs. Uh-huh. And then, like, they were looking for feedback. And uh, so, you know, they showed a picture that their friend had done of these bath bombs to the child. And the child... <laughs> The child said, like, which ones do you like? And they said all of them. Uh, and then, well, what what aroma, what fragrance would you want? Like, wh- what would you want them to smell like? And he said juice. Fuck yes, he did. Yes. Juice flavored bath bombs. Okay, so okay. here's a question. In this story, yes. are these politeness pets, are they named please and thank you? Are they named P-T-E and S? Or are they named, like, something else that begins with P-T-E-N-S? I like the idea of it being... What if it was, like, P... What if each one has a name that's an anagram for please, thank you, and excuse me, and sorry? Nah, it's a little too cerebral still. I'm I'm thinking it's, like, uh, P-body, S... Esther... X gonna give it to you. And Thanatos. <laughs> and, and, uh, no, I, I I don't know. If if it... No, Peabody is very good. Peabody feels right, yeah. Yes, Peabody feels like the right sort of personality for something that its whole thing is that it knows how to say please. Yeah. Okay. My name, is, my name is Peabody. My my special word is please. Yes. Uh, and then we've got our thank you. Thank you is gratitude. Thank you is like uh oh uh do you want you want to just have it be TQ for short? Almost. I almost want to accept that it's going to confuse the lesson of your letters. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like that okay. might if you if you haven't experienced letters as names yet, it's weird to think of that. Although I do want to point out that uh, my my nephew's um, uh, 
decided to name one of the creatures that I've given a voice duck. It's not a duck, <laughs> but yeah, he decided no, its good. name was duck. So like things like that can work, but it's it can be confusing. Does if... your nephew listen to Adventure Zone? <laughs> uh, the thought had crossed my mind that it could be a name while we were deciding what its name was. Um, hmm. And he just sort of made a sound. Uh, okay, so what do you think of when you think of gratitude? Uh, merci in French. Uh, merci, merci beaucoup. Merci. Uh, domo arigato. Tomo! Tomo? Tomo as a name, huh? Sure. Tomo's easy to say. And yes. you know what? I'm going to say this too. Uh-huh. If Tomo, who remind you, you know, reminding you here, that's our wise earthly, uh, uh, you know, understanding guy. Right. Um, so Tomo is the one who walks up and says, yes, thank you. Uh, oh, I'm making sure that after this person has done something for us, we, we let them know that we haven't forgotten about them. Yes, yeah. Tomo is the one who makes sure that everyone remains happy with each other after they have done the thing. Tomo being gracious is a good one. You know, yes, like Tomo, Tomo is very I, gracious. I get... Tomo is very polite. The, the thing, okay, Peabody saying please. I don't know. One of them's got to be the funny one. So that's got to be excuse me. Excuse me, yeah. Excuse me is more funny, more a little more bouncing off the walls. Excuse me is the one who makes the most inadvertent mistakes. X. Gonna give it to you. X, X gonna give it to you. We've established this, but that's <laughs> DMX is not in this children's book. Yeah, but he's don't get he's, me wrong. He's great. I love DMX. He's, but a fun, he's not he's in a, this children's book. He's a fun dog man. He is. He is he, very canine. Like he I've said this before. Of all the rappers that adopt a canine motif, he is the one that is the most like an actual dog given fuck, human fuck form it. by a wizard. Fuck it. This is our book. Let's call him DMX. <laughs> no, they we're not calling DMX. You know why? Because DMX doesn't begin with an E. You're right, and there's another problem too. Uh, it's entirely possible that, uh, you know, early childhood understanding, uh, the magic computer box gets his hand on a search engine, looks up DMX, and then we've also uh, established that we don't want characters that are named after letters because that's confusing. You're correct. So, let's say X... Uh, do we want this character to be female? Hmm. I mean, here's here's the thing. What you've described to me of these little, like, almost gelatinous, floppy, you know... You want sort of the creatures. sense that they're gender neutral? Yeah, I kind of do for this, because that's... Uh, if we were making a children's movie, we would have to flesh out some kind of, like... We wouldn't oh, have to flesh oh, out oh, general here, roles, Here's but... the name. Here's the name. You ready? Okay, what? Exaplexa. Yes, 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 yes. Exaplexa. Uh, exa... Examexa? Exa... Exaplexa. No, exabexa? No, I'm, I'm trying to think of... Blah, blah. Exachexa? Exaplexa no, should do it. Exaplexa or with a B? Exaplexa. Uh, P is in Papa. Exaplexa. Yep, okay. So uh, that just leaves Sori 
Sorry. Now, what was the personality we gave uh, Sorry? Uh, cool water. Okay. So, Sorry is very sorry. And, like, legitimately sorry. S- sorry almost has, like, an air of, like, sadness, right? Like, it's not like you're sad when you're apologizing, but you... The sincerity required also requires that you're not you, like you can't give a jovial apology. Yeah. Now here's the di- here's one of the differences between excuse me and sorry. Excuse me, you can just like oh I burped. Excuse me, nothing further. But sorry, like is an acceptance of I now have made a mistake. I need to make it right. Sorry is we've spilled the juice. Let's clean it up now. Hmm. So, sorry is someone who says, we now have to do something. Yeah. Sorry accepts that. Uh, the responsibility of it. I, I mean, I just like the sound of Sam. Sam is good. Yeah? Okay. Okay, so now we need our human. Why did I write juice? So, what sort of story are we telling? Is this... uh... Okay, so I'm thinking we gotta have a a human. We gotta have our human that has these four pets, and they're sort of guiding this human through their day, and the human I want to give this one an atypical name. Okay. Because not only is it brand recognition for the book, because if you were to say, I don't know, fucking... um, uh, say it's like Chen. If the guy's name, if the person's name was Chen, uh, you, Ch- Chen's politeness pets, Chen and the politeness pets, you know, like something like you yeah, know, like we can't call that. this Alexander because Alexander already has a terrible, no good, fucking shitty yeah. day. And can't call it Clifford. <laughs> anyway, we, we can't call it Clitoris. You're right. I did. I I heard no. clitoris, and I agree that's not a name that we should give our child protagonist. You actually heard clitoris? I said Clifford. Oh, Clifford. Because, because it's a big dog already. That does make more sense. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, uh, Chen isn't the right name. I don't like the sound of that. Let's go... Uh... Do, do we want it to be any kind of ethnic? Uh, Drizzt. What? No. D-R-I-Z-Z apostrophe T. No. no. Is that no. like a, a contraction of drizzled? No, it's it's a character from like some fantasy novels. Sure. Um... He's a drow. I think. I've never read them. Gumbo. Gum? Gumbo. That's too close to Gumby. Rambo. Rambo. Let's just make it about Rambo. Oh my god, is a book about a little two-year-old named Rambo learning to say please and thank you? I think this is one of those things where if it was... Oh, do you want to make it a a dig on someone? No. like Trump? No, we are not making a book about a little boy named Donnie who needs to learn to say please and thank you. I said we don't want to get political. 
It's a little on the nose, but I would love to still like do an an unintentional. Well, it would be very intentional. I would love to burn someone with our children's book. We could just burn the fuck out of them, but I'm going to say no. Uh, Do we want to begin with, like, the day wake Rambo wakes up and he's got his four friends with him? And then at the end of the book, Rambo goes to bed and he's happy that he got to use his words and he knows he'll do better tomorrow? I, I feel like... Okay, so... Is it that Rambo goes through and has an opportunity to use the words and doesn't, and then the cre- then the pets come in and let him know? Or is it, like, you've got a fully, like, bad day, and then there's the... it's it's Is it, like, an Ebenezer Scrooge, where, you know... I don't want to have it, like, Rambo is a little shitty kid, and then the pets come along and make everything better. I want it to be more, like... Because, like, here's the thing... Like you're not if if somebody is already a little shithead, teaching them thank you is not going to make them a better person. I want Rambo to just be so young that he doesn't know what to say, and then the little pet leans in and is like, "Try my magic word. It helps sometimes." Here's another thing too. Uh, two things. One, it just occurs to me now that if these creatures are knee high, that to a toddler that is as tall as them yeah is that is this knee high to our protagonist or knee high to an adult yeah uh the other thing is i think we're overthinking it a little bit like i'm trying to set up this narrative of like well are they you know gonna have this kind of a day and that kind of and like have it be a story and that's great but I, that i'm gonna say to next... our toddler protagonist they are like armpit height sure but then the other thing is that like honestly that isn't the the story thing like the fact that it's a a more involved story it's definitely not as necessary for a toddler like they're okay with just like this is an example of a thing yeah you know like it, it it can be less of a story because that's kind of the next age bracket up well if we don't if we don't need to have a story then we don't need to have rambo we could just have the four friends that sort of bumble along. I guess we don't need Rambo in our children's book. Because <laughs> um. here's the thing. It's a very different story. It, well, that's the problem is they're not pets if we don't have Rambo. They're just people. Yeah. So then does Rambo have them in cages? Like are they are they pets kind of literally? Well, I mean, they're only pets because that's the acronym, but if we sort of shuffle them around, then they're like step, step. The politeness step. Oh crap, does that work better? Like the step before you do a thing or after you do a thing. Hmm. Uh I mean, that's it's an important step. Then you can do sorry, thank you, excuse me, please, in order. But you you kind of don't have to rattle off all four. Like, it's it's not like step one, sorry, step two, thank you, step three, excuse me, step four, please. Like, no, that's not actually, um, that's not how, how, you, how you say the thing. It could also be pest. It could be pest. You're you're getting in on this anagram game with me. Yeah. 
I mean, I'm, I, here's the thing. Okay. okay. Here's the thing. I am more on the side of it not being an anagram, <laughs> but it's a very convenient, already it, it set up It is a anagram. very convenient thing. You are correct. So, what if it was more like the DK rap? <laughs> okay, okay, no, 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 I got it, I got it. Okay, so, uh, Exiplexi is excuse me, on the tummy, it, it's not just E, it's excuse me, so it's E-M. And uh, Tomo, it's not just thank, it's thank you, so that's T-Y. So, we line them all up, we can make a word, E-M... P T Y S empties. Oh God! I told you I'm very good at anagrams. Also, it was exaplex and not exaplex. Exaplex, yeah. Which I only remember because I've got this all out. Because you've got it written down. Yeah. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for being our stenographer. Okay. Can I tell you? Can I tell you how I'm feeling about this right now? How you feeling? I think we got some a, a good start. We got a good start, but you're thinking we got a little too much to finish writing on this podcast, maybe? Yeah, and... Damn it. Now we live in a new place where previously, throughout the first season, we would just be like, well, shit, if you want to write the rest of it for us, you know, go for it. Oh, Bye. we're not doing another two-parter, are we? I don't know, man. Like, you want to do a two-parter? I mean, I'll do a two-parter if you want to do a two-parter. Here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking we could write this book. Uh-huh. And I'm also thinking, peek behind the curtain, if we do part two, it'll be a week from now, so we can actually think about it. Fuck. And, like, I know your style is very off-the-cuff, First kind of thing that comes to mind. First draft. That's all ideas. Blah, blah, blah. That's me. I am really down with actually making a kid's book. <laughs> because I have thought I should write a children's book this week before this episode. So if we got a good draft out of it, because we took a week to be like, you know what? I, I think we could set up a scenario that that you know, this is how this plays out. I'm all right with that. I think this is another deserved two-parter. It's all right. just, it just happens to be very quickly after the last one. Okay. So here's, here's the thing though. Mm -hmm. Remember the theme is not just kids book. It's interactive kids book. We are going to have to make sure that we include in whatever the hell we write bits where either you interact with the book physically or you got to do a thing to keep going. Like eat a small piece of one of the pages. Exactly. And then you say, please. Please, I, can I, I would, eat the book? Please, can I eat the book? You know, please, parent or guardian, please, Uncle Luke, who's reading the book to me, please let me eat the page. Yeah. Can I eat can I eat it? Please? Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be good interaction. Thank you. You're welcome, which is like, hang on. 
Your welcome has to have like a supplemental in here. I think this is a two-parter. And I think that we should come back to this because I want to kind of see this through. And I, I knew that the, the step along the way that we were taking was kind of required. Um, and it's also like if you compare this to our children's show. Which <laughs> we, we, it has that same sort of DNA to it. Right. We ha- we did some of the characterizing and some of the breaking down of what go- what goes where. But we built a lot more of the universe still, and we finished off Children's Show being like, oh, well, we could write that episode, and then didn't. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we didn't We didn't actually see I didn't that even through. do any art. I could have totally done art, but I didn't. Yeah. That's okay. You do a lot of art. I do. Um, but, uh, but with Children's Book in particular, mm-hmm. like, I'm not saying we get this baby published, but I'm saying let's make something let's make something nice because quite frankly, oh oh my some dude, shitty children's books out there. My, my yes. dude, we do not yet have a Patreon for this podcast, but if we do, maybe make the book one of the things that you can get on the Patreon if you donate. Get a PDF. Uh, I mean it's easier to hijack your Patreon at this point. <laughs> or alternately, we could hijack my Patreon. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. We could make you. You're not. You're not busy writing other books, are you? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, technically, I did finish off that Guide to Life series. So, there you go. I have, so you got tons of free time. Technically, I am not writing a book unless I turn the Alley Cat Jones story into a book. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been. Sorry, uh, ladies and gentlemen, and non-binary folk. Yes, that's this important. has been. Hey, I've got an idea show, and also. Uh, we made a, made, made a children's book, uh, idea part one. We're going to make part two, which means no verdict on the two-parter. No verdict on the two-parter. That's the rule. But if you have a suggestion for what we should invent after, after children's book, we're all ears. Shoot us an email, mm-hmm. H-I-G-A-I show at gmail.com or tweet at us at H-I-G-A-I show. And uh, we don't got to sound off what's next, because we already know it's going to be more of this shit. (laughs) Yeah, apparently. All right. Thanks very much for listening, and CC. And until next time, dear listeners, thumbs up, monorail eggplant. Good night, everybody. Good night. Yeah. Thank you.